the key essential thing that you need to have with you at all times is a good cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin, and avenge these nerds. Uh. Welcome back to another episode of Nerds of the Rounds, guys. We have an awesome creative series for you today. I'm your host, Sebastian. It's a boy, Law. Anyway, Tone from across the hall. And today we have with us the awesome VT from Sketch Brew Animation. VT, what's up? How are you? How's it going, guys? Good. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Welcome Glad to the you. show. <laughs> yes. Hanging yes. in there. That's, that, that sounds like 2021 in the nutshell. It definitely is. <laughs> sounds know, about right. It sounds we're about just, right. We're all, we're all just trying to survive and we're all trying to work. I know you. You've got a lot of things happening. So, you know, you're doing more than just surviving. You're working. Yeah. Oh, for real. That's true. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. So, we want to hit you with our trademark question because we like to, uh, for people who don't know who you are, any listeners out there or viewers out there, give us your origin story, your backstory. What got you into the world of animation? How did you embark on this journey? Okay, so let's go all the way back to the late 90s, I believe. So it didn't really start with like paper and pencil. What got me into animation was like stop motion animation. My dad, actually, he grew up on a lot of like stop motion animation. The biggest one, of course, is like Gumby. And uh, that, that kind of like influenced me to do some stuff. So every summer I would go over to my grandparents' house and uh, my grandfather, he has this camera and uh, this like uh, car table. And I would take both of them, um, get some clay. I would make it this like a set a design, and I would start doing like stop motion animation. And it kind of stuck with me for quite a while because then it transferred into like computer animation, which led to like three D animation, and then to two D animation. And okay. here I am today doing two D animation full time. Very dope. Yeah, I, I mean, mm. I've seen even like looking in your your uh, VT animation YouTube catalog, you go all the way back to like nine years ago and seeing that, yeah. you know, pretty much what you said, that transition from the 3D to the 2D and then to the like, we've got the really polished 2D that we're seeing that we're seeing that you're putting out, putting mm. out now. And uh, also that you're working, but it looks like you're working with a number of, of voice actors. So has that always been kind of the the goal the gist or like did that all come together because you've been doing you were doing animation and people just reached out to you to start a you know creating their pieces to be honest all of this just kind of fell in my lap um <laughs> I, I i didn't predict i would be here today doing this because I, I guess like when you hear a lot of youtubers they say like you know the, the basis of it is like I came from a dark place and then YouTube came along and now my life has changed. And right. it's, it's kind of true because um, at the time, like I had dropped out of college because of unfortunate circumstances. And it was about a year where I had taken off and I didn't do anything, you know, like I didn't even draw because I was just in such a bad shape. But then friends and family had talked to me and they were like you know whatever you do you just have to do something and at the time I believe it was it must have been like 2012 you know Game Grumps came along and uh, I started noticing that they were doing like animations on uh, their channel so I was like well maybe I'll just take a piece of their audio and I'll animate it myself did it uploaded it 
garnered a lot of views and it just influenced me to keep doing more and more until, you know, it, it just kind of swallowed out of control because then all of a sudden I'm getting offers from like other YouTubers to do animations for their channels. I even had connections with people from Netflix. So awesome. it's, wow. it's, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. What was that transition from, uh, you went from stop motion to now 2D, like, was that intentional or it kind of just naturally progressed that way? And then this is where you're at and that's your comfort level. I think it was a natural progression because like, I think for me, I'm incredibly impatient. Um, and <laughs> motion animation is just not for anyone. It is that. a labor of love. It is yeah, 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 definitely. You're the second so, person to say that to us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not meant for people with like a short attention span. And, uh, so it, and plus, like, I, I feel like 2D animation allowed you to be a little bit more controlling of, you know, your expressions, your emotions that you put into your characters. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you can't do with, to me, 3D animation and stop motion, because then you have to make, like, a whole new set of faces or models or what have you to do that emphasis on animation. So 2D animation was, like, the natural progression to express myself in a different way. What are some of the um, programs that you've used over the years and find that they're your go-to when you want to deliver that animation and get that quality and control the character? I will always praise Toon Boom as like the leading example of like a proper 2D animation program. As a matter of fact, the program that I use, I've been using for over 10 years now. Yeah, I really haven't changed until just recently. Toon Boom is amazing for any animator. It's a little pricey, I will admit, <laughs> but is it easy to get into like for beginners? Like what's the learning curve? It it takes a little bit of practice because it it definitely is a learning curve from anything that you use because it's it, you know, it's industry standard, so they have a lot more bells and whistles mm. that you have to understand. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it's not like Adobe Animate, you know, or anything like that. As a matter of fact, like when I started uh, 2D animation, I used a program that you know what I, I probably won't say what it is, but it was hands down the worst thing I've ever <laughs> used in my entire life. Shows <laughs> in the animations that are up on my channel right now, like. Mm. I did some cartoon like way back called Yoshi's Birdo and the agony of having to draw frame by frame made me want to quit. It was was not good until Toon Boom came along and I was just like, oh yeah, well, yeah, now I want to do this full time. And you just you realize like, oh man, I hate this. And you nope, just just get a proper tool that that works for the <laughs> yeah, artist. You're like, that's yeah. exactly what it was. Why, why did I say I hate this? I I love doing this. <laughs> oh now I love animation. Yeah, oh, this is great. <laughs> oh my gosh, have you have you guys seen this? This is amazing. <laughs> get a load of this, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, animate all day. You know, that's, yes. That's it. <laughs> so spend my eight hours on a computer, no problem. <laughs> so you you got some of your early start uh or inspiration from your dad what are, what are the things that like inspired you like as you started progressing like you know you're watching all these uh youtubers and you're like i want to do some of their you know their voice stuff as animations like what are the things that like inspired your style and like got you to be like this is what i like and this is what i think people will like 
well, I always love cartoons. Like in terms of style, mm-hmm. like I I pull from so many different references. Like you know, if you're an animation nerd, you know about like Chuck Jones and Tex Avery, Joe Murray, yep. uh, Stephen Hillenburg, Craig McCracken, Genny Taratoski. Like all of these animators inspired me to put that into my animations. Plus the fact, like I'm sure you guys have noticed, like my style is very simplistic. And I feel like that's more effective than anything. You know, um, I believe Craig McCracken was the one who said like, he wanted to make characters that kids would be able to draw. And I kind of put that into my animations as well. So you'll see a lot of times that a character has like a round head with like beady eyes, you know, like maybe, maybe not a nose, you know, um, mm. just very simplistic. So that in terms of style is just like, it pulls from like everybody. But in terms of like YouTube, I mean, I, I, you know, that was never my intention. You know, my intention was to, get straight into the industry, but things worked out so differently. Well, yeah, you say your style is simple, but it's very expressive. And I think that's what attracts a lot of people to your style because it's you you really catch expressions very well. And it's not just in faces, it's in the body movements too. So for those that don't know how much goes into an animation, pro- animating a character, the process and everything, mm-hmm. um, from storyboarding, all that, I mean, explain your process from when you start from beginning to end and how many people are you, is it a team of one or is it a team of many of you working together on a project? Uh, so in terms of like for myself, it is a part of one. And I will say that the key essential thing that you need to have with you at all times it's a good cup of coffee <laughs> <laughs> and tons of snacks. There you um, go. <laughs> but like the process is, um, you know, as I said, it's, it's storyboard and then it moves into like line art and coloring, touch up and then finalization, you know, where you add the sound effects and stuff like that. And for me, that takes quite a bit of time because like, again, like it's no joke. Like my attention span is very short. So it usually takes me about maybe two months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're doing, like Seabass and you said, you're doing like character design, storyboarding, editing, like getting everything together, and then also doing like the sound design and everything else afterwards uh, for post. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That is quite the undertaking. And and looking at your your other projects, so the uh, monologamation, so are you also syncing the VA audio to the animation? Is that also part of that? Yes, yes. So Jeez. that's that's each episode. And I, you're a one man show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Props to you. For like eight years. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's. I I quickly learned the experience of having to learn like voice acting mm. or like audio to animation because uh, you know if you go back to my history, like I used to do animations for Lauren's side on YouTube and yeah, out of the blue, she said, uh, you know, do you mind doing animations for our channel? And like the dumb person that I am because I had no experience. I was just like, yeah, sure. Cause no problem. <laughs> and then once it finally happened, I'm just like, um, this was not the right move. I probably should have said I'm an amateur. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I figured that it will be a good, you know, 
it, it would be good, like training ground. And, you know, like five, like animations later, you know, I, I seen that I got in the knack for it. So in the animation process, I know some people have the, the, the part that they like and the part that they hate. What is your mm-hmm. most favorite part about the animation process? And what is the part that you least like? I hate color. I oh. hate, hate, hate color. You heard I, how quickly that question yeah, was like, answered? Without, without, <laughs> I didn't even have to think about no it. No hesitation. <laughs> there is absolutely nothing I like about coloring. That's why monologamation is all blue. Because I just <laughs> dealing with colors. I feel, I feel like it's like all these animations, like uh, interviews that you see. Like, why does the character design look like this? Because I didn't want to do all that work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, animators won't say it, but it's just like I don't feel like it. <laughs> I'm cutting corners, like you don't yeah. care. It looks good. You're like, there's there's, like, there's, there's got to be a a really great artistic eternal way about why you do it. No, I nope. I just nope. didn't want to do it. But we want to say we have to be professional. Oh, it well, it just felt like a good right move for the character, and you know, it's just uh, people seem to have liked it. You know, yeah. I I don't like backgrounds either. It was just not fun. But the part I like the most is the is the uh the line art okay you know where everything is uncolored and you get to see animation in its rawest form you know and that's the part i like the most and honestly i wish i could do more animations like that but uh yeah that's i i think i think that's my favorite part it's because it's almost like seeing the progress of you know what you built from storyboard to the actual animation so that that's my favorite part and so you touched on monologue animation, you know, how it's all blue. Could you tell us about how it started? Because I watched the the compilation video and saw all the different, you know, voice actors coming in. How did you get a hand of those stories? Were those kind of submission pieces? Uh, and then you decided to animate them based off the the story, what you liked, and then you worked with the, the voice actor. So that's, monologue animation is pretty interesting because, um, I think I just made a random tweet one afternoon and as one uh, does. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> um I you know, I, I expressed like, you know, I wanna work with more like voice actors. Um, because I know like quite a handful. And all of a sudden like a flood of voice actors started responding and say, you know, I'll you know, I'll do this, I'll do that. And the conception of monologamation was that voice actors will perform a piece however they want and I'll animate around it. So I sat down one night and I just wrote a bunch of monologues. I sent them all out. I was just like, have fun with it. And I believe in a week I had probably like 15, like voice, um, like voice acting reels. Wow. And that's when I realized I was in over my head. <laughs> um, Those random tweets will so get you. Yo. <laughs> I'm and just going to tweet and hit send. It's going to be insane. But I think this year was when, uh, you know, I finally buckled down and I said, you know, I can't leave this project hanging. So I, I, I chugged through and I was able to crank out, I think, eight episodes for a season. So cool. And I think you, you said you're doing a, is there going to be a season two or you're just sticking to the first season? 
Yes, absolutely. There are more pieces of dialogue that uh, I have in stock. I'm even thinking about asking more voice actors if they want to join, which I probably shouldn't do (laughs) (laughs) because the first time was hard enough. But um, yeah, I I, I think I want to keep going with the series because I, I really do think it has a lot of potential. Plus the fact, I just like working with people all the time. So that's just something that um, I feel like needs to go on. Yeah, no, it, it, it would sound like it was a lot of fun. I got to say, I love the uh, I'll confess because the dude just being super over the top talking to the talking to the girl had me laughing while I was walking, <laughs> walking my dog. And it's it's cool to hear the story that you tell is it's like you pretty much just you wrote copy and you just gave them free reign to be like, act this out however you want. And it, it, it you know, it, it comes off. It comes off that way, because at first I thought, oh, they wrote these pieces and you animated like, no, like you did everything. You just gave them have fun. Mm-hmm. And I'll and I'll I'll work around it. It's all good. Yeah, they have full creative control, you know. And that one specifically, let me shout out uh, Wally Coyote, who is a brilliant voice actor and hilarious beyond measure. He actually did another one that I'm excited to animate too. He's just he's expressive. He is hilarious. He is professional. He is just top notch. Is there? Is there any one particular video that you can go, this was the turning point, this was the transition video that like blew up and you were like, oh shit, now I'm really in this. I think it was Lauren Sides animations because all of a sudden, you know, I, I like my channel at that time was like, it was low, you know, like I didn't get a lot of views or anything like that, but all of a sudden I'm animating for her channel. And I'm seeing numbers go from zero to a hundred thousand in like a day, you know. Oh, nice. and Whoa! Suddenly, that I'm is like, a huge, huge jump. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, oh, I, I guess this is a thing now. Um, <laughs> so we're in. Wow. But then that started to happen to my channel too. Like I, I think there was one that just hit like a million views, and uh, you know, it, it takes you back for a second because it's just like. Wow, like one million people collectively. You, you got one over here looking at uh, the cereal. A Splatoon cartoon is at two point eight million. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, you didn't even I you didn't even know that. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, it's funny too because one of my best friends always keeps stats on my animations mm-hmm. too. Like he will update me all the time on it. But apparently, I guess I was one that just flew under the radar. But wow, <laughs> wow! Listen, congratulations on that, man. That that's hard Thank you work. So much it's easy, and, and, yeah, and it it shows amazing. a lot in your skill and what you delivered and all that. What is a dream project that VT wants to work on or wants to be involved in? What is it something that is a dream goal for you? There is one right now um, that I'm working on with a group of friends called Jenna Harley in the Universe Machine. And this is a project that uh, dates all the way back to, I think, probably college days. So like 2012, it got a little bit more serious in 2015. And then 2018 is when I started to break ground. And right now, like I'm in the middle of doing like a a mini series. It's taking quite a a bit of time to do, but it's, it's leading into like the main series. And one of the goals is... Well, like I, I guess, like a dream goal is to have it premiere somewhere on like Netflix or maybe, yeah. maybe make it like a YouTube original or something. So that uh, to have my own show like that, 
I think it's like a big goal. That'd be that'd be incredible. Listen, yeah. I, yeah. I, we like we tell everyone who comes on with a Kickstarter, like here, shut up, take my money. Here you go. That's it. Here, <laughs> you got my subscription. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that was actually, you know, one of the things I was I wanted to ask you about was the was Jenna Harley. Could you could you tell us like you, know, you said started in college or anything, but you tell us a little bit about more of the origin story of the project and your relationship with the three main voice actors. I watched like, you know, some of the update videos that you did. And it seems like a really cool concept and seeing what you're going to do with the character. And I'm loving the animation. It's very crisp, very clean. And like all the things you were talking about of. Uh, keeping it, you know, quote unquote simple, but not simple, mm-hmm. but I was really digging it and want to, and hope to see more, uh, soon. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 2012, you know, like in between college classes, like, uh, I would go to the lounge and I would just kind of sketch in uh, one of my notebooks and I kept drawing this character who actually, now that I think about it, uh, looked a lot like Laura Croft, um, <laughs> but the style was very different back then because like instead of like brown heads so you should draw like square heads and stuff so it was like this character uh, so you're talking like original ps like one version <laughs> wow sort of yeah it, okay. i god i don't even want to show you guys like <laughs> oh no we're, we're gonna see it we're gonna see it <laughs> oh, if it's on the internet we're gonna find it Oh god, we're just gonna make like an art book for Jenna Harley and just show that embarrassment. <laughs> but um, so it was like this character, it was this female character that had like a green shirt and like cargo pants, and like I kept drawing it for some reason. I was just like, I like it, but now I stopped for a while. And then 2015, I like I, I think that was when I felt like I wanted to do like my own animation. So I found those old images. And initially her name was, I think it was like Casey Mack or something like that. And I wrote a script about her, like, I think it was like she was going to the city to see her uncle. And then like, she finds out that he has a universal scene in his closet or something like that. And like one of the characters tracker was actually a dog with like a talking collar and something like that. It was just, it was all over the place. Um, but that was the basis of Jenna Harley and then Casey and I turned into Jenna Harley because like I I kept thinking like I wanted a name that could stick plus I also also really liked the name Harley for some reason (laughs) so that's when it all changed then the project sat again and then in 2018 um, I was talking to a group of friends about um, animating Jenna Harley just for the heck of it and one of my friends, Shannon, um, who is the voice of Jenna, uh, said, you know, I'll do it pro bono, you know, because I know you're looking for a voice actor for this. And in my head, this is how arrogant I was, by the way, because I was just like, oh, I already have a voice in my head. Like, I know. It's kind of like, I'm going to get somebody who sounds like E.G. Daly or something like that. Um, and she did the voice. And I wanted to kick myself because she just nailed it. And like, I knew Jenna Harley was born. So we developed a script that wasn't quite there, but it was polished enough for me to animate it. And we did like a pitch and I presented it on my channel. And I think now it has like 16,000 views or something like that. And that's basically how Jenna Harley was born. So now, is continued and you know we're starting to develop the story, develop new characters, and uh, 
uh, seeing where this goes. So the concept phase, um, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you're doing uh, designing a character? Is it, do you already have to look uh, for the character or do you just put pens and paper and just, you know, pretty much build from there? What, what is it like designing a character from concept for you? I think generally I, I want to know what the character is about. So I'll write down mm-hmm. like beats about like who the character is, what's their motivation, you know, what are they about? Um, and then I'll design the character around it. And uh, that's, I, I mean, I go for like any project that I do. Like there's one coming up for Sketch Room, which I guess we will talk about in a second. Um, we're doing a, uh, an animated short called The Station Mattress Cat. And, um, you know, we have to design the character, the cat herself. And we have to determine like, you know, what this character is about. So, you know, we will write out like the personality traits of the cat, what the main goal is, and then we'll design the character around it. Give us the origin story of Sketch Brew. Um, mentioned them and all. Yeah, I was just gonna get into that because Sketch Brew is that the crew? Is that the squad? Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So now Sketch Brew is actually kind of a funny story. Um, so again, you know, I I put out this. think it was Facebook this time. (laughs) 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 One of the big three. (laughs) It was either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It was one of the three. But um, I just went went on Facebook and I said, you know, one of these days I want to do a podcast with all my friends. And I had several friends say, like, you know, I want to do that too. And, you know, we talked. And we said, you know, let's, let's do a podcast where, you know, we draw and we talk about like anything. So we got together and this must have been like 2018. And uh, we did about 10 episodes, I believe. And it went well, but I think we just kind of died out because it just, we, we couldn't hold on to it much longer because I think our interests were starting to go in different ways. Plus a lot of behind the scenes stuff I don't want to get into. But then, uh, you know, 2020 hits, you know, we're in a pandemic, but I begin to notice that a lot more people are asking for like animations and stuff. And uh, I believe I talked to my friend Katrina about wanting to do like an animation company, like all of us just come together and, you know, we, we, uh, offer our services to people who really need it, especially during the sign. So we got together, and the first thing that we did was this collaboration um, that took way too long to do. But we put it out. <laughs> what, what was the turnaround supposed to be? So we were supposed to have this thing out by like a month, and it ended up taking maybe five. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I won't get into specifics about all good, what happened, all good, but yeah. no, okay. it's a lot of while. But we get out there, and you know, I, I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, well, we did the thing, and you know, we, you know, our goal is set, and we'll see if we can get some people to hire us. And then all of a sudden, we get contacted by Game Grumps to do an animation. And not just an animation, but then another animation. And then not just that animation, but another animation. 
and then invited back to do several more animations. So with all of that paired with trying to do our own original short on top of doing several conventions, including yours, you know, and not only that, but like talking to one of my friends about doing like a, um, uh, selling coffee and stuff like that. Like we, we've, we've taken off in a way that I didn't even expect. So all of this is pretty rapid. You know, the whole sketch journey has been pretty rapid. That's, I love it. Wow. Yeah. And you said literally pandemic is just like, pew, from there. Yeah, all of a sudden the pandemic was like, it became like the driving force behind sketch roof. I think Seabass said it on one of our shows that this is going to be like the renaissance for a lot of artists. Yeah. Like, I think so. I really do. Because it seems like, you know, in terms of like online content animation has really, really taken off. And we, we, we haven't seen the full extent of it yet. We, we've only, I believe, touched the tip of the iceberg because there's still people through the pandemic who are still developing stuff from what I'm talking about. So, but mm-hmm. the fact that's, again, another amazing story to come out of the pandemic just hammering down and you guys doing what you did and doing yeah. the work that you're doing and all that. Um, again, I, I commend you. Again, we have you on as fans of your stuff. Right. Of the style. <laughs> appreciate it. But really it's, appreciate it's, it. Again, and we thank you for coming on and all that. Um, but again, um, this is this has been amazing, man. Thank you again for reaching out to us, Trey. Um, having a conversation, coming on the yeah. show. And yeah. um, again, if you guys have not heard of Sketch Brew or have seen Trey's animations, we're going to have all the links in the description. All below. those links. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that so much. What yeah. is what is something that people should be like keeping on their, like, you know, what's next for you? Um, In terms of animation or just like anything content-wise. General um, products, yeah. For, uh, just look out for Jenna Harley. That's coming soon. Monologue Animation. Season two is coming soon. Um, and with Sketch Through, uh, we have several projects that uh, we're going to be working on and presenting. Uh, and you'll see us all over Game Grumps too. So nice, nice. nice. It's yeah. uh, it's actually really, it's really interesting too how you started this journey doing Game Grumps videos, and now you're here again with Game Grumps. But now they're instead of you doing being a fan and taking it, they're reaching out to you to work with yeah. you. Right. I thought about that too. What was that like? So, okay. So let me tell you like a very interesting story. This, this, I, I still feel like a complete jackass if I can say that. Because um, <laughs> of what happened. Go so, for it. So the friend I was talking about who keeps stats on like all the stuff that I do, you told me that, you know, Game Grunts were looking for animators. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he sent me the links and everything like that. So I uh, reached out to Aaron, I believe, at the time. And, you know, I was just like, uh, you know, here's some of my stuff. You know, consider me. Talk to you later, whatever. And he got back to me. He said, like, oh, dude, I've been trying to get in touch with you. Like, you know, I love your expressions. And, like, in my head, I was just like, okay, this is a formality thing. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> um, but you know, I did the animation. Turned out very well, and um, it's still today. I think it's called like Telly Torture or something like that. But here's the here's here's the funny thing. So I don't go on Reddit a lot, but one day I decided that I was just going to hop on Reddit for whatever random reason, and I noticed that I have several messages. So I go in there, 
And, you know, I see one that responds to like some comment I made uh, months back. I see one that gives me some notification about Reddit. And then there's one from Aaron Hansen. And it said something to the gist of, hey, man, I was trying to get in touch with you. I wanted you to do some animations for Game Grumps. Wow. I love your expressions. And I could feel my soul leaving my body that day. (laughs) They literally reached out everywhere. They're trying to find you. Yes. And I just felt terrible. I was just like... (laughs) I even wrote that. I was like, Aaron, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. I didn't hate it. Uh, it was just, I, I, I feel like a, like a jerk. Have you told them this story? Like, no, oh, no. I wish. I wish I could tell Aaron. <laughs> They're going to find this interview. Find that, they would find that shit hilarious. I don't know, man. Like, I think we all kind of grew up I'm with I'm just going to write their, this in my with, memoir one day. Of with just their like, stuff. So. How I embarrass myself in front of Aaron Hansen. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's dope. Because like, yeah, we all grew up with that stuff, man. All that yeah. Eagle Raptor stuff is ingrained in my memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. there, and I always go back to it. It's it's crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I think we had a uh, night that we went, we deep dived that, that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. Because, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> the Newgrounds days, like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Newgrounds days were the best. Yeah. <laughs> Newgrounds, rest in peace. We love you guys. <laughs> 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 But no, again, VT, Trey, VT, thank you for coming on. Um, again, joining us for Nerds It Around. Um, again, the door is always open for you to come back, jump on any one of our episodes, have some fun. It's been I a would pleasure. love to come back. I, I really appreciate it. I really yeah, of course. You guys having me on. Yeah. We, we, we do lives and everything. So if there's any shows that you're watching that you definitely want to nerd out about, you know, let us know. Yep. Yeah. I would love to come back. I would love to come back. So Sounds this has good. been your boy, Sebastian. It's a boy, Law. Anyway, Tone from across the hall. Peace. Stay nerdy, guys. Come on. Yeah.